Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com forward slash John Appetit. Audible has over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com forward slash John Appetit. Again, that's audibletrial.com forward slash John Appetit for your free audiobook. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest edition of the John Appetit Podcast. Glad to be back with here with you guys once again. I'm Roy Burton alongside me, as always, my lovely wife, Chanel. How you doing tonight, Chanel? I'm all right. Am I always beside you? You're always. If you always say by my side. So. <laughs> like it's the thing. It's like, you know, I was on a beach and I saw two sets of footprints. No, and then stop. I was on the beach stop. and I only saw the one set of footprints. And oh. I thought it was my footprints. But you were like, no, it was I who carried you. <laughs> you, you yeah, you got to stop. So Stop. It's like footprints. Oops. I should write that down. I should put that in. I should no, that you shouldn't because that would be plagiarism. <laughs> it's happened all the time. Yeah, but that doesn't mean you have to do it. <laughs> we are not plagiarizing on this edition of the John Appetit Podcast. No, we have plenty of original things to talk about. We have original thoughts that we would love to share with you in our second segment, the main segment of the show. We want to tell you about a trip we made to a place called Condessa. It's a place we hyped up a little bit um, because it's a new restaurant from a restaurant group that we know and love. And we had a chance to check it out a couple, well, last week, last week. And um, mm. it was pretty good. It was a few <laughs> days ago. It hasn't quite been a week. Not quite, not quite a week. We had a chance to check out Condessa. It was very good. We'll get into more details about that. Of course, we have plenty of news to get into, including a couple of new openings in Philadelphia, in and around, I should say, Philadelphia. And as we always do, we finish up with some Sunday dinner invites and some uh, special events to tell you about as well. So a very, very packed show for you guys on this edition of the John Appetit Podcast. As always, we want to thank you guys for listening to yes, us. Yes, thank you very us, much. Retweeting us, sharing the word about our uh, about our podcast and everything we do here at John Appetit. Please, while you're listening, do us a favor. Wherever you're listening to, whatever podcast service you listen to to get us, please leave us a review, a thumbs up, a heart, five stars, a positive rating, whatever the rating system is, wherever you get your podcast, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, Player.fm, Google Play, Spotify. Again, we're on all the services. Please just leave us a positive review or a thumbs up or whatever the, uh, the positive rating thing is, because if you do not, we are inclined to believe you are a hater. You leave us a negative review, but we no. I'm okay with haters. We will read it. We will read it. I, I enjoy haters. I will deal with it. Roy will respond, <laughs> but, but, well, no, but I enjoy reading it. them. We appreciate it. So please follow us wherever you get your podcast, and also follow us on social media at John Appetit on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We try to make it as simple as possible. And while you're checking us out, please check out our partner shows. You can check out my other podcast called The Broad Street Line. If you're a sports fan. You can check out the bsline.com or if you're in Philly, you can check that out every uh, Saturday at 10 a.m. on 106.5 FM, WPPM LP, Philadelphia. Or just do a search for the Broad Street Line wherever you get your podcast and subscribe to us and download all the episodes, the ones on the radio and the ones we do during the week. Also, check out our friends over at Tissue in the Tape and check out our friends over at War Room Sports as well, all part of the War Room Sports Podcast Network. And also, while you're doing all that, please. Yeah, if you're home, got a DVR, DVR, great show called All American. Oh, my goodness. Seen a lot of buzz on internet streets. Saw oh, my Tate goodness. Diggs retweet a bunch of people today. So Did he retweet you? All American. Does he not know yet. how hard you go for him? Not yet. Not yet. I think you need matter. to start reaching out to him, but not as John Appetit as yourself. I'll do that. That's fine. Tate's my dude. Tate's our day one. So shout out to Tay Diggs for giving us a follow. It, does he even team. still follow us? He does. He 1,000% does. Okay. Just checking. Check, Just checking. Check, but again, it's not, it's not about loving people who love you back. It's not something I would love is about. Love is about unconditionality. But you know what happens when you love people who don't love you back? Mm-hmm. 
and and you're insisting on it, mm-hmm. it borders on stalking. I mean, people have different words for it. It's fine, you know? <laughs> yeah, you, you got to be, you gotta be careful with that. Else. You just got to be careful with I that. call it something else. All right. Well, be careful, ladies and gentlemen, because if you see the menu at Spread Bakery, you may be a little bit enticed to drive out to the newest location in Bryn Mawr. This is the fifth location for Spread Bakery. I know the one in Center City. I think the one, I want to say it's in Rittenhouse, but I might have that uh, wrong. Um, There's one downtown um, I want to say it's in Rittenhouse. There's there's a Rittenhouse there's location. There's one. That's like, written, I've seen lines like out the door for this place. There's like, a Rittenhouse early in the morning. location. Um, I think I had a sandwich. I think I think my homie. We're in Rittenhouse. Um, it's down there somewhere. Um, this is the fifth one. This one's in South Twentieth Street. Yeah, South Twentieth Street. Yeah, that's, actually, I did have a sandwich from that. It was pretty good. What? Um, Chris got a sandwich from me one time. Uh, the Eagles Parade. Okay, but I'm trying to figure out where on South Twentieth Street. South Park, below Market. I don't know. I don't know what that means. Below market. Okay. So walnut, chestnut, locust, that way. Oh, that way. That way. That's what I'm asking. <laughs> I don't know that, where specifically, yeah. but that way. I can find it. But that way. This I'll one, find it. New one is at 925 Lancaster Avenue in Bryn Mawr. Open daily from 7 a.m. to 4 p.m. This is the first spread bakery outside of the city. They have Montreal-style bagels, which, in a difference to or which are different than New York bagels because these are hand-rolled and boiled in honey water and baked in a wood-fired brick oven. So nice chewy bagels, nice bagels to make sandwiches with, and they make a ton of sandwiches here at Spread Bagel. Are you saying sandwiches? Sandwiches. With like an M? Two Ms. Oh, okay. Uh, (laughs) Breakfast sandwiches, which are served all day. They also have their other signature sandwiches, and they have, you know, you can get the plain Montreal-style bagels with a little schmear action going on, but they also have salads, burgers, hot dogs, and more a wood oven beef brisket I like sandwich. I'm, I'm a fan of it. Like, I, with I, melted I really, provolone, au jus, and horseradish mayo. Yeah, we don't really eat bagels. You and no. I really don't no. eat bagels anymore. No, we don't. Yeah, because we're trying not to eat like super carbs, like a lot of bread. Yeah. yeah, but like there's some good looking sandwiches on this menu. Yeah, they have some really good. Brisket. I might have yeah. to go here next week. Yeah, this is a good looking spot. It's a good looking spot. Um, another location is coming soon to Fifth and South. So if you're down where Johnny Rockets used to be. So if you're Johnny Rockets South, isn't there anymore. Johnny Rockets been gone. Where you been, Johnny Rockets? I don't know. Where have I been? No está aquí. I don't know what I that mean, means. Not there. No longer there. Okay, thank you. Um, yeah, Fifth and South. Uh, Johnny Rockets gone. Spread Bagelry coming. Don't have an ETA on that, but Spread Bagelry now open in Bryn Mawr. If anybody's been to any of the ones, the four in the city, please let us know. JohnAppetit at gmail dot com. Or I, I plan on being one of the people who's been to one soon. Yeah, let us know. Let us know. El Techo Rooftop Bar is now open. This is the third and final Mexican-themed restaurant um, that's part of the, I guess, the restaurant group amalgamation conglomerate. Oh, this is the place. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the light bulb just went on. Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. Continue. So, yeah. So, El Techo is the third and final place. This is on the 11th floor of the Pod Philly Hotel at 1830 Ludlow Street. How are you pronouncing that? El, Pod, Pod Philly, El Techo? El, El Techo? I believe it's Techo. I haven't seen a pronunciation online. Okay, because that I, you know what I want to I El want. Teco? Yes. That's it, what, might, it might be. It might be. El I'm going to say Techo, like H-O. Like H-O like, there's a word in Spanish, the H-O. Okay. Uh, I assume it's El Techo, but it might be El Techo. I, I, I don't... It is. I guarantee you, even if it's El Techo, people will call it El Techo. Oh, 1,000%. Yeah. Um, this people is also, like me. <laughs> yeah, the Pod Philly Hotel is also home to a place we'll talk about later, Condesa, and El Cafe. So here's how it works. So El Cafe is the morning cafe. You can get your breakfast tacos and your pastries at El Cafe. Later, for dinner, you can go to Condesa and either later for dinner, not really dinner because you don't have food yet, but... Later than that, for your bar, you can go to the 11th floor of the Pod Philly Hotel to check out El Techo. This is a nice Teco. looking page. It's a place. beautiful looking place. They have a retractable That's roof. That's what I was like, is this retractable? Car ain't got no roof, but it has a roof and it's retractable. So, Oh, this is awesome. 365 days a year, you can party on a rooftop bar to obviously open a retractable roof on nice days. However, we're at the end of October, so it won't be a whole lot of roof open days, but this weekend might be one. So if you want to check it out, it is now open. Um, they have a selection of agave-based spirits, beer, and natural wines, and aguas frescas. Now, right now, they only have limited snacks. They don't have a full food menu ready to go. But So the food right there, you got guacamole, you got sauces, 
And you got chicharrones. You That's can it. just eat at Condesa and then go upstairs. Eat at Condesa. Yeah. Eat somewhere else. Just go upstairs and get your drink on. But the food menu is going to be fleshed out in the coming weeks. It's going to be a nice spot. This I'm gonna is a good looking right place. Now. I'm going to tell you right now. Next summer, this place will be popping. Definitely. open that roof. Definitely. Shoot. You get your tequilas on at the rooftop. On the, man, fam. You can vibe too much. You get a room at the pod. No doubt. So you can get there. <laughs> I think there's, you can go through, um, Condessa to get there. Okay. I think there's another entrance as well. But I know you can go through to Condessa to get the elevator to get to. I'm sure you can go to the front of the hotel as well. Yeah, the front of the hotel as well. Um, yeah, it's a good looking spot. Actually, and speaking of Condessa, it's a good looking spot too. Yeah, we'll talk it's about a that really a good looking spot. Um, this is gonna be a, this is gonna be a cool spot. I'm gonna tell you right now. It's a, there's not a whole lot of spots like that in the area. In that not area. in that general, general area. area no. Yeah. So this is gonna be and there's look there's office buildings like right across the street. So you. Fan. My office building's not too far. You know, like, y'all know the vibes. You know what's going to happen. CCS. You know what's going to happen. What's CCS? Don't say Senate, it. City, I know. Th- no, uh, that will just ruin it for y'all me. Y'all already know. That's not my thing. Y'all, no, I'm not saying it's your thing. I'm just saying yeah. y'all already know. Y'all already know what's going to happen. So I won't be going. To click a ceiling. If, if, they, if they participate, they may not. I hope they don't. I hope they don't. <laughs> See? Is that, See? Is that a bad thing? <laughs> CCD sips, you know the vibes. Anyhow, no, LTHL. not that there's anything wrong with Center no, 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 no. It's just for a certain crowd. For a certain crowd. Yeah. A crowd that does not include that, us. A crowd that doesn't include me. I'm too, I'm too ma- mature in my years. Mature in my years. The crowd's not your type of crowd. It's, it's not no. my years. No, not, not your type of crowd. <laughs> uh, Cucina Zapata is the best food truck in Pennsylvania. According to the Daily Meal, now Cucina Zapata is in University City at Thirty uh, First and Ludlow Street. Um, I think they claim that they're claiming that this is the, the Drexel part of campus. I always get confused. Like, what's Drexel? What's Penn? I think Drexel's that's Drexel Thirty First. Yeah, that's Drexel. So Thirty First and Ludlow, Cucina Zapata. They serve Thai-inspired tacos and burritos. They also have short rib and chicken satay tacos, and they also have a Captain Crunch tilapia burrito, which I swear I no. saw on Food Network. I swear As, I saw it. Like on that. Chopped? No, no, no. Like one of, you know how to go around to like the different. Chopped? Know. No, no, no. Where they gave you cereal and a piece of fish and said, do something. Yeah, do, do something with this. Yeah, probably. Probably. They've probably done that on Chopped at some point. Um, but Daily Meal previously ranked Cucina Zapata the ninth best food truck in America wow. a couple of years wow. ago. That's awesome. And now they are the best food Look truck at all this great Seattle. stuff in Philadelphia, man. If you want to check out Cucina Zapata, Monday to Friday, 11 a.m., 6 p.m., again, 31st and Ludlow Streets on the campus of Drexel University. Evil Genius has released a hard seltzer. Everybody's in the hard seltzer game. Evil Genius is going to be a part of that as well. Philly Base, of course, they have released three flavors of the hard seltzer. They have lemon lime, they have grapefruit, and black cherry. Each of these come in at 100 calories. That's, that's kind of great. Trying to watch your calories and trying to get that hard seltzer game on. You can't lose with a lemon lime, grapefruit, or black cherry. You, can't. you just They're can't. Good solid flavors. Those are those are some of the best flavors. Those if are, you're going to re- create some sort of drink, you cannot go wrong with those flavors. Yeah, those are good flavors. Uh, Hundred calories. That's good. Yeah, that's man. a good. That's a good point. Uh, cases of twelve will be, uh, are available for nineteen ninety nine. No sugar. No sugar. Gluten-free. Gluten-free. Although I have no idea what gluten is at this point. Everything's um, gluten-free. No, I'm so confused. I'm not sure. Our bread, I know regular bread has gluten and other bread. Doesn't. And then there's gluten-free bread, yeah, so that's all which I think needs to be placed in a refrigerator. I don't know, but it's on the stores. That the, uh, I see it on the stores, on the shelves R- at Acme. On the gluten, shelves? The aisle. Usually I see it in a refrigerator. It Maybe confuses I me. Know. I know it has something to do with something that's in wheat. Celiac. Disease. Is that what it is? I know celiac disease. People with celiac disease cannot eat gluten. And now, what that means? I I I'd, I'd have to Google it. I assume it's like really bad for your stomach. Sure. Um, but everyone it doesn't have a disease. Some people just think it. if they don't eat gluten that it makes them yeah, healthier. Yeah, my mom thought that for a little while, but then she's like eighty, so <laughs> she probably saw something on Doctor Oz or something. Yeah, I think celiac disease. Yeah. Uh, immune disease in which people can't eat gluten because it will damage their small intestine. I knew it was something with the stomach. Yeah. So what's up with the people who think that if they eat gluten free, they're going to lose weight? They just don't know. 
Gluten is a protein found in wheat, rye, and barley. So no wheat, rye, and barley for those of you who are trying to lead, live a Which is diet. good for this because a lot of alcoholic beverages Correct. have rye and barley. So if this is gluten-free, you get to enjoy an alcoholic beverage without mm-hmm. the gluten. Without the gluten. You can get this at the Evil Genius Tap Room in Fishtown, or if you just wait a couple of weeks, it'll probably be at your local bottle store or your local watering hole as well. The distribution is probably going to be heavy, heavily uh, local initially. So check out Evil Genius Hard seltzer from the Evil Genius Beer Company in Fishtown. I just realized we just gave the listeners a glimpse into how we process and work through things. Mm-hmm. We use computers. No, but like yeah. the little conversation that we just had is like how we normally figure stuff out. Yes, we use computers. Oh my goodness, the conversation that we worked our way through, silly. With the help of a computer. <laughs> I can't stand you. Moving along. Moving along. Finally, the official. <laughs> Halloween candy power ranking is out. The fine folks at 538 pitted together a whole bunch of Halloween candies in a battle to the death to figure out which Halloween candy is the best. Isn't this always the same number one? Well, I feel like be. when we talked about this the last but year and the year before, it was I've always seen, the same of, number this one. Is a different, this is a different website, but I've seen a lot of people hate, hate on the number one candy. I can't. I, although I think number two should be number one and number one should be number two. I'm going to run the top ten. We're going to run the top ten. Okay. We'll talk about this. Okay. Top ten. Ten to one. Butterfinger peanut butter M&Ms. This is from ten to one. Butterfinger okay. peanut butter Wait, M&Ms. no. Can you? Yeah. Oh, so you're just going to run them down and then we can tell we'll which it. ones shouldn't even be in top ten. We'll, we'll discuss. Okay, go. Butterfinger. Peanut number butter ten. M&Ms. Reese's stuffed with pieces. Milky Way. Regular Reese's. Just Reese's pieces. Snickers. Kit Kat. Twix. Reese's Miniatures, and finally, number one, the OG Reese's Peanut Butter Cup. React. Okay, Reese's Miniatures are better than Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, so they should be number one. And then Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, uh, I'll give them number two. I'm not mad at Twix, Kit Kats, or Snickers, or Reese's Pieces. I am, however, mad at that Butterfinger being in the top 10 because Butterfinger is disgusting. Butterfinger trash. Butterfinger should not be there. I, Rolo should be there. Yeah, let's, not, let's not be hasty here. <laughs> <Let's> not. <laughs> because they're much better than uh, Butterfinger. Peanut butter M&Ms are not good. Have you had them? You ha- Oh, I forgot. I'm talking to the peanut butter king. You like anything that has peanut butter in it. Let me put this, and this list got this right. The peanut butter M&Ms are the best M&Ms. I won't argue because M&M's are not good to me. The chocolate M&M's overrated. Let's, the let's chocolate in the M&M's tastes very inferior when you M&M's, compare it to a Hershey bar. M&M's overrated. You know, or a Nestle let's Crunch or something. Yeah, me directly if you got a problem. Yeah, with M&M's, M&M's that chocolate is inferior. Let me, let me say this. I'm, I have some. I got some takes on this. Okay. Regular M&M's are probably the worst M&M's. I don't disagree. Peanut butter M&M's are definitely better because at least there's peanut butter in them. Peanut butter is the best. Pretzel M&M's are better. better. Peanut M&M's are better. I don't even know what other kinds there are. Every other M&M is better than the original because of the inferior chocolate. It's it's not nasty. I'm not going to say it's nasty. I'm not going to go there. But if I were still eating these types of candies like this. I, and someone were like, oh, I'll give you free M&M's or you have to pay $10 for Twix. <laughs> $10? Uh, yeah, I'm paying $10 for You're Twix. Paying I'm paying $10 for Twix. I am not eating free M&M's. They're not good. And they're number 15. I can't even believe it. 100 grand. What was 15? Oh, 100 grand? M&M's are number 15. 100 grand oh, right is number 14. I'm trying to think. I haven't eaten one of those in like... 100, 100, grand, 100 grand or whatever. In like 20 years. I got some more takes. Okay, go. Reese's stuff with pieces, a little overrated. I don't like I don't, it. I don't, I'm not a big fan. I, I, it's too much. I, I think I had a want. Too much. I think they tried to take two really good things and put them and together. Mash them together. See, the problem is the Reese's um, pieces, the peanut butter is different. Yeah. So you're giving me two different peanut butters. Uh, Reese's I'm not pieces are great by themselves. Uh, they, by themselves they don't need great. anything. Don't mix them together. They don't Milky, need Way is, Milky Way is overrated. I'm not a huge fan. They're fine. Milky no, you fine. know what? If I didn't have a miniature Milky Way the other day, I might agree with you. But I hadn't had one in years, and there was a bag of miniatures yeah, at work. And I ate one, and it was so good. No. Uh-uh. It's, Milky Way is good at number seven. Uh, I would put it's it in good the top at number 10. seven. I put it in the top ten. I would, let me just say this. For Halloween candy, 
I think Starburst are underrated. They have them at 13. Starburst, Starburst, Starburst to be the top pink and yellow. Starburst need to be the pink top and yellow. But there's something different about the way they taste now. I haven't had them in a minute. They mess with the taste. Yeah. So I have a problem. problem with that. They also mess with the taste of Skittles. Which is why like, Skittles used to be great. They don't taste like that anymore. Yeah, That's why I said Skittles original. I don't know if they mean that because there's all these different flavors, yeah, like purple, melon, or if they mean original the way Skittles tasted no, like five, ten the, years the red ago. Bag right now is what they're talking about, probably. Uh, it ta- there's a plasticky element to Skittles and um, to Starburst now. I don't know what it is. Maybe they took out a preservative that could possibly like kill us. Duck fat. Yeah, and replace it with something else. But it's just that they don't taste the same anymore. Therefore, I didn't even, I didn't even scroll down as whole as this list is bigger than I thought. Um, just uh, candies that got a raw deal. I think Sour Patch Kids got a raw deal. They're at 22. I don't. They're at 22. I'm trying to think. Uh, I don't. Where is where's three where's uh, three Musketeers? They still make those? Those were good. Oh, they're 12. Okay, number that's 12. Fine. That's fine. Um, Do you like three Musketeers? I like them. In, I haven't had one in forever. Who like, buys those? Yeah, no one buys them anymore. Um, Hershey's Kisses at twenty nine. Ah, that chocolate oh. tastes way better than M M&M and M chocolate. Yeah, Hershey's Hershey's Kisses with almonds are still my weakness. I cannot buy a bag of those because I'll sit and eat the whole. So thing. last, uh, from from the bottom to the top, good and plenty, which is right. Nickel, Wait, Nickel, no, Nip, good and plenty trash. Not the colorful ones. And a good place trash. A uh, Nickel Nip, whichever that is. Uh, what Boston? Wait, wait, beans, what is it called? Nick L Nip. Are those those wafers? I have no idea what those are. Those things my mom like, they taste like um, like medicine. Uh, Boston baked beans. Love those. I had those a few weeks ago. Chicklets. Chicklets are trash. Chicklets gum? You, are you no, serious? You're giving out chicklets for Halloween. I love Turn chicklets. Turn your light off. It makes me think Turn of like uh, when, I think it was my dad used to go to like the, the pharmacy and then you get chicklets because they only sold them at like the pharmacy. Turn your light off. Don't hand out candy. <laughs> and super bubble. Ugh. I, um, did I ever tell you about the time I almost choked to death on Super Bubble? Um, no, but you're about to. <laughs> I was like in the seventh grade and I had like a, a whole lot of Super Bubble in my mouth and it just went down and I was sitting here like, and, you're like yeah. and so a kid was sitting next to me and he looked over, he saw me choking and he just like whacked me on my back and the gum went flying out. <laughs> He, I was like 11, 12 years old. He saved my life. He saved your life. Yeah, he just looked over at me and he was like, what the what? And just like with all his might slapped me in my back and it just went whoop and flew out. I haven't had it since. Yeah, I would imagine. <laughs> yeah, it, was not, not, it wasn't the best gum. You needed gum? Like you just needed gum? Like, right, if you needed a sugar rush. Like a little, like a little five minute sugar rush because yeah. the sugar did not last at all. Yeah. Um, I think, but by and large, I think this list is pretty good. You know, a lot of people they went through what was it two hundred and I'm not mad at sixty nine thousand generated matchups, and they had people decide which is the best. I will say this one thing: yes. I'm not giving any of this away for Halloween. This is expensive candy. No, they're like the little the little minis, the little minis, the little the, size bars. See, you don't buy our Halloween candy, so no you don't know. I buy the Halloween you buy candy. A bag? Maybe two bags. No, but I know that means I look and see how much this stuff costs. Yeah, but it's two bags. So how much is I don't know, like. I buy, but you know, but <laughs> do you know? <laughs> no, no, exactly. How much is milk? Yeah. But do you notice that I buy Reese's Pieces and stuff because I know the kids are not going to pick it up, so you're going to eat it. So 100%. I always buy the candy yeah. that you will eat. Yeah, yeah. You don't have full size Reese's here. No, and I don't buy a mixture. Yeah, because no one knocks on the door. But I feel like the kids that are on the street are a little older now. We're gonna get some, we're gonna get some kids. I feel like they've grown up, and now people are going to knock on our door. Speaking of which, did you see, where was this? I wish I knew. This really should be a Sunday dinner. You see that community that was going to, uh, like, fine kids uh, who were over 12 for trick-or-treating? Are you serious? If you were over 12 years old, you were going to get, like, fined or something. How would they know? Well, I guess they, like, arrest you. Like, but that sounds, that's was, so uh, grumpy yeah. and like, just. If you're over, if you're, I mean, like, man, like, there's an age limit on trick-or-treating? Like, I mean, like, don't be a 30, but I mean, like, you're 12 years old, yeah. you should be able to trick-or-treat. You should be able to trick-or-treat as long as you are still in primary. Is 12th grade considered primary school? Yeah, that's so, primary. It's high school. Yeah, but isn't that like, secondary. you're, is it secondary? Yeah. Like, I don't know. Yeah, like, what, like, if you're still in grades 
pre-k daycare to 12th grade i think you should be allowed to say, like, like, i'm gonna yeah like unless you're in college I'm gonna, I'm gonna college kids should throw their own little gatherings yeah. and like pull their money and get candy for themselves but i feel like if you're a senior in high school you, can still you should be allowed to still if trick you or put treat the effort into a costume you should yeah you can't just knock on a door like with your regular clothes on yeah. and like expect people to give you candy yeah I did that one year. I did that. Yeah. I think I was like 14. And we were 14. And when we would ring doorbell, and it was raining that year. So we had like baseball caps on to protect our hair from the rain or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then when people would ask us what we were, we would say we were boys. <laughs> <laughs> What's your costume? We're boys. Because, you know, back then the thing was to girls dress like boys anyway. That was our normal clothes, but we just told them we were boys and they gave us candy. They shouldn't have given you candy. Why not? You gotta, you gotta put effort into it. <laughs> that was the effort. That was an effort. The effort was that we were, should we have painted uh, mustaches on our faces? No. No, <laughs> no we were boys. <laughs> no. But I honestly think that uh, people should be allowed, kids should be allowed to trick or treat up until they graduate high school. Yeah, high school's fine. You're still a kid to me. Yeah. That you, you should have the ability to do that. Yeah. And any community that's thinking about fining or um, like doing stuff to kids who are just trying to have good, clean fun, that's crazy. Because ultimately it's up to the homeowner whether or not they want to give the kid the candy mm-hmm. you know and who's like buying candy like no you're not you look like you're about 14 <laughs> you know, like you can't have it yeah and then what about special needs kids right right exactly. who are older yeah. you know yeah. what i mean why exactly. can't you, how are you gonna blanket this you're 12 years old you can't trick-or-treat if i have a special needs child that's 14 or 15 right. that wants to participate in trick-or-treating who are you to say that they should be fine because no it's just cruel. Some things that we're coming out with nowadays, and we'll talk about it later on Sunday dinner, just appear to just be cruel yeah. for no reason. No need for the fun police to regulate everything in the world, people. All right? Let's, everybody chill out. Let's have some fun. Let's, let's brighten up the world every place we can. The 13-year-old kid wants to go trick-or-treating. It's not harming us. I think person. it's awesome because I'd rather awesome. them do that than go out and try to be an adult. Exactly. Exactly. Let them be kids as long as they can. As long as they want to. All right. We'll take a quick break on the other side. We'll turn it up, turn the positivity up a little bit because we have a great place to tell you about in the second segment of the show. So keep it locked. You're listening to the John Appetit Podcast. Welcome back. Segment number two of the show. It's our What's Good Philly segment. What's good is Condesa. Again, we took a trip to Condesa. This is the uh, Mexican-inspired restaurant from the team behind Soraya and Pizzeria Bedia. Now, we just talked about uh, its sister restaurant or sister property um, on the 11th floor of the uh, Pod Philly Hotel at 1830 Ludlow Street, El Techo. So, uh, Condesa is the restaurant, El Techo, Teco. We're going to mess this up so many times. That's the bar on the 11th floor. And of course, there's the Yell Cafe. Speak the, for yourself. <laughs> the, the morning cafe. So this is the dinner spot. So if you want to go to dinner, or you want to go to happy hour, um, this is the spot to go to. Again, it's at the Pod Philly Hotel, 19th and Ludlow Street, downtown, Center City. Um, right off the rip. This is a very beautiful space. It looks so nice in there. Um, I don't even know how to describe It's like inside and outside. I don't even know how to describe that. It this gives you like, I, if like... For a split second, if you're like, like from your, because I was staring out, so I could see I'm clearly in Philly, mm-hmm. but you were looking into the restaurant. We ha- we actually had dinner in the patio area. Right. Looking into the restaurant, if I were to say, you're, from your vantage point, mm-hmm. you could have been in Miami. From my vantage point? Yeah. yeah. okay. I wouldn't disagree with that. Yeah. It gave me that kind of vibe. It reminded me of some places that we might have gone in Upscale, Miami. airy, kind of open. Yeah, like South Beach type South, deal. But yeah, like, a South, like the South Beach, like, you know, because like, those South Beach restaurants kind of open. Yeah. Like, well, like, it's oh. it was open. We yeah. were outside. Yeah. 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 That um, kind of vibe, though. It, it, yeah. It, it, it put me in a minus. It didn't look like a Philly restaurant. Yeah, like if, if you just like dropped dropped us in there and we didn't know where we were, we're like, oh, this ain't Philly. Like, yeah, <laughs> where are we? Yeah. I, I would even venture to say it didn't look like a New York. It's on Ludlow but, Street. Which yeah, like, like, wait a minute. Yeah, like, like, like and that's why I say like, I, like a Miami type deal. Somewhere beachy, somewhere more open, yeah. 
somewhere less uh concrete jungly right, right. you know right. what i mean like it didn't look like a restaurant that belonged in the quote-unquote yeah. concrete like, jungle like I, I would never i would never imagine there's a parking garage like right behind it yeah <laughs> like me i had no choice because i'm yeah. facing the parking garage but i'm just trying to think of your vantage point of you looking into the restaurant mm-hmm. while we were dining outside yeah. uh fire was that a fire pit off to the yes. fire pits outside fire lanterns keeping you warm so i imagine they're they'll be able to keep that patio area open for a while yeah blankets and there were blankets. Yeah, blankets, man. Who gives you, you blankets? Man? You, your bench seating was pillowed, right? With, you had pillows and cushions and that whole thing going. So comfortable, good-looking spot, nice size. Good size, 140 seats. Yeah, it's a big restaurant. Yeah, a bar, it's a big bar, inside seating area and the outside patio. Beautiful-looking bar. Yeah. Even the waiting area where you kind of sit to wait to be called to your table. Felt like a little oh, library. Wow. Wow. Like, it reminded me of when we stayed at, um, in Miami, that hotel, the Red... Burry, yeah, with all of that library area. That's the first thing that came to mind when I when we walked in. So, thumbs up, ten fingers, <laughs> or ten, ten, whatever. Thumbs you know, up, ten toes, ten, all that yeah, all stuff, that stuff yeah. for like the look of this spot. It's this a is a really looking spot. good it looking really spot. Is. It really is. Um, it's about the food because we're here to talk about the food, and the food is again, it's a Mexican inspired restaurant, Condesa. Uh, the name Condesa is a is a name of a um, neighborhood in Mexico City, but the menu is built around uh, Mexican cuisine. I thought it was Mexico City cuisine. It's actually cuisine from all over Mexico. Okay, it's all sorts of Mexican cuisine, and it's built uh, central centralized around uh, these blue and yellow heirloom corn tortillas, and that's okay. the focus of the menu. The tortillas. Can I just say something? Yes. So when you when we're saying Mexican, just suspend your idea of. What do you think Mexican is? If you're thinking El Rey or El Vez. Or Taco Bell. No one's thinking that, Roy. Or, uh, you're the Chipotle, only one. Moe's. No one's thinking any of those. So not El Rey, not El Vez, something completely different. Completely different. Something different. They make their stone ground masa for on, on premises every day. Uh, these blue and yellow heirloom corn tortillas. I Those blue tortillas are beautiful. Yeah, we'll say they, yeah. They, they bring the corn from Mexico every single day. They bring other things from Mexico, which we'll talk about every single day. Um, so that's what, so they say a Soraya, everything's kind of revolves around the pita. Here, everything revolves around those blue and yellow um, heirloom corn tortillas. Like things are meant to be eaten with those tortillas or um, those tortillas or, or the corn is actually in most of the dishes um, on the menu. And you can tell that when you when you check a look, take a look at the menu. Um, we did our best to kind of run through the menu. There were just so many things, things on this menu that, that we, we wanted. wanted to try. Yeah, that we had. It, at first, Roy was like, "We're gonna do this, this," and I'm like, "That's a lot of food. We have to scale." And I'm like, "I'm not gonna be able to do it. We have to scale this back." And we did a little bit. So, I we 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 kind of met not in the middle, not in the middle. more towards Roy's side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but we scaled back because I knew there was only so much that I could help well, I'm with. I'm like, yo, pick from here and pick from here and pick from here. There's so many things I wanted to try. Yeah. So, <laughs> so that just means we have to go back because Roy didn't get everything that he wanted to try. No one, no one can unless you go with like a whole bunch of people. And a whole bunch of people willing to share because I yeah. can think of a whole bunch of people to go with that aren't going that one, to share. That one, that one share. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so yes, yeah, so they have basically... Um, they have a, I guess they, they call it like the street food part, the and Antojitos um, section, which is like an appetizer section. Uh, for that, we got the guacamole uh, with herbs. We got the octopus and bean uh, taluda, I believe it's pronounced, and the ceviche tostada. Let's start with the guacamole. Can you let the people know how the guacamole was? The guacamole was really good, nice and fresh. So with the guacamole, you get a nice, uh, nice portion of guacamole. And you get these three. They're not chips. Were they like the kind of tostadas? The tostadas, like mm-hmm. yeah, these three mm-hmm. like huge tostadas. So don't think guacamole and chips. You get three huge, huge tostadas. T- tostadas. Huge tostadas yeah. And so then they bring out uh, these different salsas. So you get four different salsas. They just stay on the table the whole time. In my opinion, this is your opportunity to kind of taste the salsas with your tostadas and your guac to figure out which salsas you like for later. Onto the guacamole, fresh, bright. Mm-hmm. The clearly fresh uh, avocados were used. They were perfectly bright, not overly complicated, not a bunch of onions in it. And you know how you can go and get chunky, wasn't super chunky with too many onions. No, it was 
nice and smooth with the right amount of chunk with just it tasted fresh it was very good well seasoned Mm -hmm. and the the simpleness of that tostada you got to actually taste the freshness of the guacamole and i enjoyed it i don't know what you thought of it i thought it was really good i almost wasn't going to order it because when i looked on the minute when i looked online at yelp Mm -hmm. and google or reviews or whatever people would say it's a lot of money for that portion of guacamole and I get it. Cause it's a little, it's a little pricey. It's a little pricey. Mm. That's some of the best guacamole I've ever it had. It was really, really um, good. And again, I wasn't like, and, and when we were done, I wasn't like, oh man, like I wish I had more. You no, know, it was, was just, like, to me, it was the right it amount. It was a good amount. It was a good amount. But it could also be because we ordered a ton of food. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I, and I saw some of the reviews online complaining about the tostada. Oh, you only get three big yeah, chips. Um, and they were huge. Yeah. And it was actually, to me, it was the perfect start for your meal. Like if you're going to order a bunch of stuff, then that's the perfect start. That's the perfect start. Only going to go there to get guacamole and drinks. So yeah. yeah, sure, it's not enough. Yeah, like, and if you're used to a chunky, and and that's what will if I go to a restaurant, I taste the guacamole. That's what will turn me off if I bite into it and I get this whole mouthful of onion and yeah, the, or I get too much lime. Lime or yeah, yeah. and I, I honestly this was just perfect to me. A couple of jalapenos. In yeah, there, a couple of sliced jalapenos on yeah. top. They weren't hot. They, they, they were didn't hot, make no. it spicy. It was just. Just enough for flavor is the right amount. Then with the cilantro on top, it was good. Yeah. I enjoyed it. I would get it again. And then we had the ceviche tostada. This was fluke. Was fluke? What else was there? Uh, charred pineapple and mm-hmm. serrano. Yeah, and this uh, was yeah. This was <laughs> yeah. this was one of those things. It was a ceviche, so you had to kind of cut it it's like the hard, like the tostada. It was a tostada. Yeah. Uh, this was this was a winner, man. Yes. This was a winner. This yes. Was, man, like the, the fluke with the pineapple. Oh my and god. And then that and also then, had um fresh uh avocado on it too. Yeah, with the avocado. It, that, yeah. That. that it was perfectly seasoned. Yeah. That that little bit of sweet from that pineapple. Yeah. That was a good dish. That was a very, that was very tasty. I highly recommend trying that. And then we also had the, the like I said, the octopus and bean taliuda, which was I'm a gonna let you deal, talk about this because it was a similar deal. So it's a tostada and it had uh Cut up, dice, dice stuff. I don't want to know the right word. It was cut pieces of octopus, sliced, 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 yeah. sliced octopus. Um, and on the beans, uh, what else was there on the on the? Uh, there was the bean. There's like a bean paste on top of the tostada. Yeah, and um, then it it also had avocado on avocado, it. Avocado. Yeah. And then uh, something asiento, quesillo, and repolo. I don't know what that is. I'm not sure. But all that together. Yeah, like what did you I think? Because you weren't going to eat it, yeah, you were going to make like, me I'm eat it by myself. Like, I'm not eating octopus. It's right. But it's nice little, but, not again, not huge chunks of avocado. No. Slices of avocado on the tostada with that bean. Paste, I'll call it a paste. But that, those beans, it was, man, it was fantastic. But again, you 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 take the bite and you had like the, the crunchiness of the tostada, and then the chew. It wasn't chewy. No, it was tender. It was so tender. It was so well done. Octopus with the beans, like smooth, creamy beans. Oh my! Now tell the people, do you eat octopus? No, I wasn't going to eat it because I'm like, I don't eat octopus. I don't crazy because like I've seen those things like stick to the glass, like in them seafood restaurants. I'm like, I'm not eating octopus. I'm not doing it. And so I tasted it, and I look at him, and I say, you have to try this. And he's like, no. And I'm like, no, just a little piece. Try it. He ate it. He went back for more. Went back for more. more. Those things. You don't like octopus, and this is not uh, overly fishy or anything like no, that. Like, no, like, octopus is not fishy. It's nice, tender. Like this is good. Like this is a nice, nice mix of flavors. And would you uh, eat it again? I would. Yeah, I would. I would. Because it was fantastic. It was really, it was really good. Then from there we had the uh, tacos. We went to the taco part menu. Uh, they have several different tacos. They all come two each. We had the suadero chilango, which is the beef brisket and beef tongue, and we had the lamb adobado. Um, again, there were a couple different tacos we wanted to try, but again, you know, we order so much. Um, Chanel was not, um, she wasn't going to, she wasn't down initially for the brisket taco, uh, the tongue taco, mm-hmm. brisket tongue taco. Cause she was a little scared. It was a lot more tender than you thought, wasn't it? Yeah. Because from, I, I think I've had something with tongue in it. It wasn't sure the most one. pleasant thing. So I was, I, I was on the fence about that. So how we ordered it in my mind was the lamb is mine. The beef is his. Well, but we put them both in the middle. So I went for the lamb taco first. Yeah, it was two and two. So then I'm thinking, okay, we're either going to swap one taco or I get to eat all the lamb and he'll eat all that beef taco. So I eat the lamb taco. And that taco was so good that I was like, I hope he doesn't want the other 
other one because I want the other lamb taco. But then I'm like, no, I need to try the beef. So I take my fork and I taste the beef and it was so tender. It was Mm -hmm. delicious. Mm -hmm. It was fantastic. But that lamb taco, I venture to say, that might have been the best thing we ate. So these lamb tacos, these lamb adobado tacos, man. I don't know what they do. And the little sauce that accompany that salsa, whatever that is that accompanies it. And again, these come on those blue corn, uh, blue and yellow yes. heirloom corn tortillas. So you got fresh made tortillas with this lamb out of bottle. I don't know how they make this lamb. Um, so they, I'm sure they slow roast it for hours. Uh, or braise or whatever they braise. do with this. My goodness, man. Listen, like Chanel asked me, it's like, are these better than the lamb tacos at South Philly Barbacoa? I was like, if they're, they're right there. If they're not better, they're right there. These tacos are phenomenal. If you go, I don't care if you eat lamb, just get these tacos. Like if you get nothing else, get these tacos. You, got, you have to get these get tacos. Get an order of these tacos. If you these, go with people, get yourself an order and maybe get them an order because you wouldn't want more than one. If you and you're one. not going to want to share them like I had these to. These tacos are crazy. Like this, These tacos present a problem because every time we go, we have to, we get, have to get the lamb out of bottle. And so that's one less thing probably would get us something else. But you gotta get these. These tacos are crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Again, they come with. I don't know if that's a salsa or salsa, whatever. Green salsa, but not salsa verde because we already had. No, it. no, it's a, its own salsa yeah. that comes with the lamb taco. It didn't even need it though. It didn't need it. It was perfect without it. But when you add that salsa, it just knocks it completely like, out of the park. I just was like, and so. Roy goes and he bites the lamb taco, and I'm like, uh, he's looking at me like this is good. I said, no, you have to put the sauce on I don't it. Even know. I don't even think it needs it. I don't even need it. It doesn't. <laughs> but when you put the sauce on it, it was a different it was experience. Different. Yeah, different. I just like I just like the the richness of the lamb. Oh my like, goodness, oh my it was fantastic. It was <laughs> it was tender. It was flavorful. It was can, everything. And then that corn uh, taco, it just uh, yeah, I can eat those once. A ah, I, I could. Yeah, I could. If Roy were to call me every Tuesday and say we're gonna meet at Cadessa and get the lamb ta- lamb out of our tacos, I'd be like, "All right, yeah, let's go." I, think those are, those are I would have no problem doing that. So for the plates, uh, the entrees, uh, we had a goat barilla, which is a stew, a goat stew, and pollo asado. Um, I'll talk about the goat stew. Basically, again, this is a goat stew, and everything revolves around those blue and yellow um, corn tortillas. So they give you an order of the tortillas with the stew, with the plates, entrees. Um, but again, you have the goat meat with the onions and like this nice, you know, flavorful. I don't want to, I don't want to call it a gravy because it's not quite a gravy. Um, like a sauce, like, like a, a mole, sauce. maybe. No, it wasn't, no, mole, it wasn't mole. mole. Like a sauce, like a stew. Like a sauce. Oh, it's you're stew. saying what the lamb was in? It was like a the lamb goat. stew. The goat. Oh, I'm sorry, goat. Yeah. It was like a goat stew. It was, it was stew. cooked. Yeah, yeah, cooked in that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, no, this was like again, it's perfectly pulled, you know, shredded and goat, you know, cooked perfectly in a little ramekin thing. You put the onions and the goat and on the on the taco on the uh, and they tortilla. give you a sauce with it and, and they tell you to mix it into yeah. the stew. And you put the so you you pour the sauce in the stew and you mix it around and then you oh my god you tender can eat it straight yeah super tender you can either eat it straight or put it in the tortillas either way it's a win like, it was it was a hundred percent win and then you had the, the chicken <laughs> the polo asada oh wow that chicken was fabulous and I was full by then so it was like. At this point, I'm just eating this chicken because it's so good. And the sauce that they they give you with it, and they give you the lime. And when you put the sauce and the lime, it gave the chicken this, like, citrus kind of... It knocked that chicken out of the park. I was just... I ate a, a leg. <laughs> I don't really eat chicken legs, eat legs. But I just couldn't stop eating this chicken. I ate part of a thigh. I don't like chicken thighs. But I ate part of a thigh. The skin was crispy. It. I think the the chicken was just so seasoned so it was well, perfectly. Nice and it was crispy skin. It was juicy, chicken. juicy and yeah. tender. And they cut it up for you so that you can like kind of pull it apart. They give you half chicken, right? I'm assuming it was. I don't know. I just ate it. More? I you, more. I couldn't tell because you ate a lot of it too. I had a good yeah, so it was just disappearing from the bowl. So I was like, I know I had a leg though. It was. It was so it was good. A lot of chicken. It was a good. It was a good amount. Whatever it was. And whatever it was, it was 
That was a fantastic. <laughs> yeah, I highly recommend the chicken. That chicken's good. I highly recommend <laughs> that chicken. Really good. That like, I I can still like my mouth is watering thinking about the flavors on that chicken, how crispy the skin was, and then that uh, the sauce that came with the chicken. <sighs> fantastic. Yeah, that's, that's fantastic. And I did not use the tortillas because by then, like I said, I was full, but the chicken was so good, I just yeah. kept eating it. And then we had some drinks. Yeah, some drinks as well. So again, they have a very um, agave, tequila, mezcal kind of focus menu, uh, drink menu um, with cocktails. And again, you can get the spirit straight as well. Uh, we had, uh, I had something called the Quattro, which is a Oaxacan gin, mango, ginger, lime, and club soda. A nice little refreshing, excuse me, kind of drink. Um, and Chanel had uh, two mezcal margaritas. Yes. Um, so they have, they have regular margaritas made with tequila and they have margaritas made with mezcal. So we tried both. I had a regular one. She had a couple of mezcal margaritas. Um, you said you were, you you said that was one of the better margaritas you had. Right? Yeah, I had the lime, agave, cucumber. Nice cucumber in there, yeah. yeah, it was very good. That's what hence the need for two. Yeah, that was nice. That's a nice refreshing to a bunch of refreshing drinks we had. And for dessert, we yes, had, we did have dessert. Uh, we did because now now we're doing doing dessert things. And we really we were we were full. Yes, and we were done. But then I was like, man, I think like, the streets need to know. We did it for you guys. The streets need to know. We like, did it I for you guys. Like, what can we take home? We really can't take much of this home. Because the ice cream's or, not going to make like, it back. The chocolate with the churros. Yeah. It's like, all right, what can we eat? It's like ice cream. Some of them ice cream you eat. So they have a tamale. We'll just share something. Yeah, tamale de chocolate. This is, um, so basically, it's like this chocolate brownie wrapped in like this like tamale wrapper. Um, and it's made with masa, peanut ice cream. It comes with peanut ice cream and honey. And you unwrap the little tamale wrapper, and then you take, you know, some ice cream, some of the peanut ice cream, and then you take a piece of the, I'll call it a chocolate brownie, tamale, whatever, chocolate brownie, eat it together, man. Buddy. <laughs> Roy was in peanut butter chocolate it's heaven. Like Mexican, Mexican peanut brownie kind of thing. It was del- It was, it was very good. It was, it was so good. It's peanut ice cream, man. Like, you yeah, and there were like sprinkles of, what's that, crushed peanuts at the bottom? Peanuts, yeah. Yeah, these people man. use ice cream. Them and Vernick, these people use ice cream, man. They, they you, if you want to win us over for dessert, give us like a really well done ice cream. And this chocolate comes <laughs> from Mexico. I think Mexico City. I know it comes from Mexico. This is Mexican chocolate uh, that comes up for this tamale de, de chocolate. And of course, uh, the pastry, uh, the dessert program is run by a James Beard nominated pastry chef, James Maddie, who also runs the uh, pastry uh, offerings at El Cafe, which is next door. So you know. You know the desserts here are going to be fire. Um, so if you go, you can't go wrong with the tamale chocolate or probably the churros Girl. or probably anything else. Because we asked the waiter. The waiter was like, yo, everything's bomb. <laughs> everything's really good. And I don't think he was just saying that. No, no. His eyes lit up when he was describing things. So, yeah, yeah. so this is a really good restaurant. This is a really good place. Service um, is awesome as well. Is, Very service good is, service. Service is awesome. Again, you can do this restaurant a couple different ways. It doesn't have to be an expensive joint. Like, no. It doesn't we, have to be. We were expensive because we had to do it for the people. Yeah, we had to. We so had to, we had to eat like, like half the menu. Like, I really want to try all. <laughs> we had to eat things. half the menu. <laughs> I want to try all because we always say we're going to go back to places we don't always. But we don't always get back because, as you guys know, if you listen to the show, there's always some place that opens. Yeah. So it's like, do we go back or do? And a lot of times we will go back and we just don't talk about it on yeah, the show. Yeah. We because we've already talked about it. But most times, if something new opens up, we'll try the something new as opposed to going back. Right. So. But this is a fine. Again, you can go there and just get drinks and tacos and guacamole and be straight, or desserts and be straight. Or you can go out there, go there with a, you know a bunch of people and just run the menu. You can do that as well. Uh, what was that mixed grill? You said they have a mixed grill. I heard uh, someone describing a mixed grill with like um, different seafoods in it. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that's a special or what, what's going on with that. But they might have something called a mixed grill. Yeah, there's a um, yeah, there's a, a thing for two. I forget what it's called. I think it's on the menu. Um, is that what is it? Perilada? Yeah, is it the, the Latin thing for two? Yeah, it says serves two tasajo. I don't speak Spanish, so I have no uh, idea. Let me, see. let me see for the people. Let me see if I can do this off the rip. Where is it? Perilla? Oh my god, chorizo oh, verde, okay. tochino. I believe it's pork. Uh, Twetano, I'm not sure what that is, but you said I had bone. It was bone marrow, bone marrow, okay. pork um, belly. Okay, um, yeah, Tocino's pork belly. Okay, so um, this must be it. Yeah, so Tocino is pork belly, chorizo verde. So it's sausage, green sausage. I'm not sure what that is. Some kind of sausage, 
pork belly. We heard it had bone marrow. I'm mm-hmm. not sure what tasajo is. Maybe that's the bone marrow. Uh, maybe that's the bone marrow. So yeah, so that's what the, uh, the so, mixed yeah. grill. So if you want to go for that, we didn't have a uh, yeah uh, beef tasajo with beef. Okay. Um. So if you want to try that out, this is a very good menu. Not a, not a big menu. But no. Again, like Chanel says, if you have a small menu, small menu, you do it really really well. Really that's well. all you need. But there's, you know, there's like chicharrones here. I mean, there's fish tacos we didn't try, surf clam, ensalada. I mean, there's a, some good stuff on this menu. And again, it's from the people behind Soraya and it's from the people behind a Pizzeria Betia. They already two for two. Like, if you know nothing else, like they already hit home month with those two. Yeah. So expect similar stuff if you check out um, Condessa. Again, 1830 Ludlow Street. This is a very good restaurant. Would you, would you thumbs up, 10 fingers up? <laughs> 10 fingers, 10 toes. Uh, when we do in January, when we do the whole year and review recap. I'm sure thing, this will make. We'll find some place know, to this, put this on. Yeah. Something, something from this place will find its way. We'll, we'll find its way in our awards. So plenty of stuff, the great stuff to say about uh, Condessa in Philly. We're going to take a quick break. On the other side, we have some events to tell you about. And we have some invites to give out for a Sunday dinner. You're listening to the John Appetit. Podcast. Welcome back. Segment number three of the show. We have some up or an upcoming event to tell you about. The James Beard Taste America Raising the Bar Reception is next week. That's October the 30th at Porta, Philadelphia, 1216 Chestnut Street. This is the uh, walk-around cocktail reception. This is the um, kind of more accessible James Beard event that's coming to Philadelphia next week. Uh, but with some great cocktails, some great food. Um, again, this is a very cocktail-focused event and you have drinks from several bartenders including Maria Police of ITV and Laurel, two of Nichols Elmy spots, and Paul McDonald of Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Food will be provided by Lalo Philly for the Filipino spot in the Bourse, uh, Porta uh, where it's going to be held, Balaji Burgers, Pittsburgh, Little Baby's Ice Cream, and most importantly Mike's Barbecue. That's <laughs> what we're here for. Tickets, 75 bucks, and they're available online at uh, the James Beard web, uh, website, jbftasteamerica.org. Uh, That's jbftasteamerica.org. It's time now for our Sunday dinner. This is a portion of the show. We hand out invitations to our home for Sunday dinner to people based on something they've done over the past week or so. Sometimes it's something good and positive. Sometimes it's something bad and noteworthy. Or what well, bad, but it's always noteworthy to us on some level. It's usually a break from us talking about food all the time. Although I know for one of the things today we will talk about food. Um, I'll go real quick because I think we're going to go long on mm-hmm. news. My Instagram, my Instagram, my uh, my shout out goes out to Instagram for getting rid of the following tab in Instagram. Shout out to Instagram for getting rid of the following. Uh, that's tab. gone. Yes, as of. As of last week, last week, you can no longer see two weeks ago. You can no longer see what you people you follow, what they what they decide to get into. That was a thing. That was a thing. People Why do you care here, about that? People were no, I'm saying people were out here <laughs> like doing stuff and probably getting into some like some stupid arguments with their significant. Should others. I have been checking who you were following? I don't know, I don't even, my Instagram wasn't even up. <laughs> like, like, like I'm like Whoa. no, I'm out here. I'm out here for the people because I don't like, I don't Instagram correctly, so it doesn't matter. Around, <laughs> you know what I'm saying because people are like, yo, man, yo, why you follow them people? Why you follow those people? Why you do that? People do that? Yeah, man. Yo, fam, there's a lot. Of people had a lot of arguments about that, and now you can't spy on other people's. It's not even just people you're with; it's people you're friends. So you see your friends. Who's follow? Like who's doing that? You will be surprised. I guess Instagram, I just don't. Instagram swears nobody used that tab. I that's a lot. It was a whole tab. It was a tab. So you go to following, and then anybody you follow, you can see like, oh, they like this picture. Oh, they follow this person. Oh, so it's just a recent. Like stuff. so, this is stuff that you actively had to do. Yeah, I don't know how to use Instagram. So, so, it's, it's, so it's recent stuff. Yeah, so I, don't, um, I don't think it goes back that far. But I mean, if you want to see like, oh man, you know, 
so and so who I work with at the job, she's following that dude. Why she's following that dude? People, Why is she liking his pictures? Wait, what? people are on Instagram with their coworkers. One hundred percent. You're not. You're not on social media with anybody. So. <laughs> people on Instagram yeah, I don't really Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. So people, I'm just saying, people get in trouble probably for some dumb stuff because they were like liking pictures or following people or whatever, and now it's done. And now all you people who are spying on people. Get yourself your own life. Stop right? being Stop creepers. Don't be That's creepers. weird. Don't be creepers. We don't creep behavior. That's weird. Hashtag creep squad. All right. What do you got? So my Sunday dinner invite goes out to the school board president and the superintendent of the Cherry Hill School District. Oh, keep it a local. Yeah. Same county. Gang, gang. Different ideas. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, recently in the Cherry Hill School District, apparently they're having an issue to the tune of about uh, 14 grand of uh, school debt, uh, school lunch debt, which one of the presidential candidates, I won't say which one, said that that shouldn't even be a term. And I agree. There should be no such thing as school lunch debt. Correct. School lunch should be free. Period. School breakfast and lunch should be free. School breakfast and lunch should be free, regardless of what school district you're in, regardless of socioeconomic status. School lunch and breakfast should not be something that kids should be concerned with. So originally in Cherry Hill, they had proposed that if kids racked up a debt of like $10 or more, that they'd be served tuna sandwiches. Everybody else gets regular lunch, but you poor kid, you get a tuna sandwich. You know what I mean? Like, so someone said, no, no, you can't do that. So they scrapped that idea and said, okay, everybody can have the same lunch. So now the thing is, if you incur a specific amount of school debt, now you can't participate in school activities such as field trips and prom and things like that. So because your parents can't afford to pay your school lunch debt, now you must suffer and not be able to participate in your school activities until your your parents make due on the school, quote unquote, school lunch debt bill. That is, in my opinion, so cruel and just... The fact that people sit around and they think of things like that, like your solution to we have kids in our district. And I think I read somewhere that it was roughly about 340 kids in a district who 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 have these lunch debts mm-hmm. and your thought process is, hey, we should punish these 340 kids until their parents pay up. It's cruel. And what makes it even more cruel is that they had um, recently in the past couple of days, someone in Philly offered to to wipe the debt clean Mm -hmm. to pay the whole 14 grand. And they said no. Yeah. Because in their mind, we have to teach grown people how to how to manage their like you're the you're supposed to be worried about children, children getting educations, being healthy and safe in schools how does it make them help feel healthy and safe when you want to punish them for eating mm-hmm. like we just take away everything and just think about that you want to punish kids for eating you're gonna you're gonna make it to you're gonna say kids can't go on their prom because they have a school lunch debt because their parents can't afford to pay for them kids to can't eat go on field lunch trips. Like, at yo, school. I can't go to Washington with the rest of you guys because I owe $30 on my school. What kind of sense? That doesn't even make any sense. It doesn't make any sense to punish kids for lunch debt. First, again, let's put aside the fact that this lunch should be free. All right. You in Cherry Hill, I don't care where this is, but in Cherry Hill in particular, in Cherry Hill in particular, you should be able to just deal with the situations if a kid, for whatever reason, doesn't or cannot pay their school. The, this is a school that puts these on are three these are school, schools that put on elaborate plays and right. do all this stuff. And it, these are three. Like I think lunch was like three dollars. Was it three dollars or two dollars? Usually two dollars or three dollars. Do, do do they really think parents are sitting around saying, "Uh, bump that school"? Right. You know, we're not you know, paying. We're to get one over on the no. no, no, no one sitting and saying, you know. We, we, we're not paying that school. Your lunch should be free. No. If there is, if it's not paid, if you stop and think, these are kids who already know or are already facing probably situations at home where Correct. money is tight. Correct. And these kids are going to school. When they are at school, there should not be a stigma 100%. there. And, and unfortunately, Cherry Hill isn't the only school district that does this. Mm-hmm. I didn't know. I, I, I don't think this was happening when we were kids. I can't say for sure, but I don't think it's happening. The only reason why I knew, because 
And this is, we joked about this because it was a situation of my sister just being irresponsible. So I know for a fact in the school district where my sister's children went to go to school in Connecticut, if you forgot your lunch money, they made you eat a cheese sandwich mm-hmm. <laughs> because and they 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 had these electronic systems where you put your money in the thing and your parents had to like load it up like um like on the computer. So my sister forgot to load my niece's money on the computer. So when she went to go to lunch, they gave my niece a cheese sandwich. And for my niece, it was like a, oh, mom, they gave me a cheese sandwich. It wasn't a big deal. Right. But it had me thinking of the kids whose parents couldn't afford to load up their thing Mm -hmm. and how they're eating these cheese sandwiches and other students are looking at them and saying, you can't, they can't afford to pay for lunch. This student is X and it separates them from their classmates. Now imagine you can't go to the prom or to the field trip or whatever. And it's like, well, why can't Roy go? Now, we're students at school. We don't know your home situation, but now you can't go to any of the activities. So what does that tell the rest of the students? Roy's too poor to pay his lunch bill. Correct. That's why he... So yep. you see what that, that, that psychologically that mm-hmm. does? Mm-hmm. It stigmatizes a kid. It separates them from everybody else. Right. You're already going through something at home because right. chances are if your lunch bill is not paid at school, you, there's yes, some your, struggles your at home. Yeah. So now you're bringing the uh, home struggles with finances to school on this kid. Have enough to deal with just dealing with other kids. Now I got to deal with the fact that number one, you know, um, at a certain point, do they not let these kids eat? Like I don't know what that is, but now I can't go to the museum. Right. I can't go to Liberty Bell or wherever kids that grew up around here go. Black Smithsonian in Washington. I. I guess, yeah. They probably do Washington. Trips. Yeah, they probably do Washington yeah. trips. Can't go on the trip to Washington. I can't even go across the bridge to the Liberty Bell or the Constitution Center because my school lunch debt. And this is some cruel <laughs> mess. And and to think that I'm going to pay this parent a lesson by punishing their child. That, well, you're paying everybody a lesson. You're trying. You're trying to pay everybody a lesson, apparently, because the kids can't do anything, and now you're paying parents a lesson. What's the what? And that's my whole deal. Let's say you're like thinking, oh, because there's just some parents that just do it out of spite. Well, if they don't care enough to pay out of spite, what makes you think their kid they'll care if their kid can't go on a right, trip? Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. do you really think it's like, uh, you know, I'm not paying this lunch debt? You know, oh, let me hurry up and pay it so my kid can go to the Liberty Bell. You, right. And really quick, not to blame it, but we'll put a bow on this. Just one last thing I want to say about this. You guys didn't want to let a person, whoever, the donor, pay off the, the lunch debt. I'm sure, I'm positive, this same school district raises money by bake sales mm. and candy sales and car washes and all other stuff. It's cool to raise money for that, for whatever you want to do. For your you know, plays for that whatever, I see advertised and all that stuff. team or whatever you do. But if somebody wants to pay off the school debt, all of a sudden you're like, nah, come on, fam. Get on the same page with this, all right? If, and if it's that much of a problem, how about, and, and you guys don't want donations, or how about you pose it to the whole schools? Yeah. Like to, hey, let's all help each let's other out. Yeah. Let's, let's ship make, in yeah. and, and make sure everyone gets to go on the trips. The, right. Because it's not about the money. It's about yeah. you. Some, some that maybe it's this superintendent and this school board president thinking that they're superior and, and they're just going to teach people, grown people lessons about their own finances. Where do you get off? That's all I have to say. I think it's, I, I, I hate to see people punish children for anything. We, we should not have to deal with the sins of our fathers. That's, that's, I'll leave it at that. And 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 not to say that poverty or being tight on money is a sin or anything like that, because you don't know what these kids parents are going through at home, what their struggles are or anything like that. And to to impose a rule like this is just cruel and terrible. It's terrible. What you should be doing instead of trying to figure out how to punish people is trying to figure out how to make school lunch free in a, um, a school district that has that much money per student to spend on each student because you guys got a lot of money in Cherry Hill and that's what I'll just say.
Happy Halloween, everybody. No, it pisses me off. Yeah. I hate to see kids punished. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. No, I know you're right. No, you're right. It just, just really doesn't. Like, it doesn't on, make any sense. doesn't make any sense on any level. And like, again, like I'm not even in the school district. I don't even have children, <laughs> but the but thought of that is just, yeah. it's horrible. It's horrible. It's 100% horrible. All right. So um, actually, if anybody is in the Cherry Hill School District, please say something. Talk to talk. Maybe to we're them. missing something uh, no, where we we go to the school board meeting and make make your point. Yeah, yeah. Like, let somebody know you guys pay taxes there. Yeah. This is your you're paying taxes. Pay a lot of taxes. A lot of taxes. Yeah. Of taxes. We know we looked at properties in Cherry Hill. You guys are paying a lot of taxes you're there. These people salaries and these, and these people are you, just, voting yeah. for these people. And these are the yeah. ideas they're coming up with to punish kids who are right. less fortunate. Come on now. That's it for this edition of the John Appetit Podcast. Off of my soapbox. Before we sign off, there's one more thing we'd like to tell you. Our name isn't just a catchphrase. It's our wish to you every time you grab a bite to eat. So the next time you head out to your favorite restaurant, we'd like to wish you John Appetit.